That was epic. That was epic. Epic setup. Massive, massive epic setup. Here we go. And look, we're. Oh, look. It's like nothing's changed at all. Although it is. Don't. You keep cutting out my hair. Just wanted a bit more of me. Just wanted a bit more of the good stuff, love. I think there might be enough of you. Give actually. us some more of the good stuff, mate. Mm. Welcome to the Hey Dimu podcast. I'm Projected Twin. This is Maybe my if I lovely move over wife. Lovely. Me lovely wife. What are you doing? You're moving things. I'm to push it. Well, I'm things. just trying to get more in the scene, you know, because oh. you, you seem to have um, taken up all the space yeah. with your giant. Look at your wonky picture hanging. Look at your wonky no picture hanging. No one can hanging. tell it's wonky. They can now. Back up, mate. They're going to tell... On you. Mm-hmm. Welcome to this day. He pushed record. I Thanks, pushed record. Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. I pushed record. I one thing. One one thing. This mm. was a rushed get ready episode. This one. It was a bit. We moved the bedroom around on the weekend. Yeah, so we're now, in a totally different spot. Although you probably in the same maybe room. can't tell. You can only tell if I do this. It's just wall up there. There's no shelves. There. No shelves and no weird hangy things. Mm-hmm. Hello also to our audio listening friends as well that are listening to the audio form. What are you doing cutting me out of there? That's All fine. right. Maybe we just need to move it back a little bit. That's <laughs> no, okay. It's fine. Maybe we need a webcam. Maybe you just bite the bullet and buy one. We probably should get a webcam. Mm. I mean, we have a webcam. We should probably get a webcam that's not attached to my laptop because there's probably a better way to do this. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to today. But one thing I'm definitely going to get G'day, good Adam. at is p- completely pulling this down and putting it back together whilst the music's playing. What? Nah. Calm down, mate. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, how are we all today? Yeah. <sighs> so, we're not allowed to go out with anyone other than our family and one other person. Yep. They've changed it again. Mm-hmm. It's been a play-by-play type thing, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Play-by-play, um, day-by-day. Day-by-day. That's better. That's better. Look at that. Is that that's I'm, better. Yeah, because I, I can sit think, back. Yeah, but yours. But it's on an angle and you're – that doesn't make any sense to me. Why? just doesn't – You lean back. I can see both of your shoulders. I am I can see leaned both back. of my shoulders. Oh, there you go. I've got – Then it's pressure. great. If you lean forward a little bit, you can get a little bit personal. Hey, how you going over there? Hey, how you going over there? And for our audio <laughs> listeners, you may notice that uh, even though you didn't see me lean forward, you definitely heard me get closer. Mm-hmm. 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 Adam mm-hmm. asks how the forest was. The forest was great. forest was good, although... It wasn't as damp. It we're breaking the law now. Yeah, we went... Um, we met a friend there. Hang on, is that incriminating? <sighs> nah, surely not. We went there with a friend... Yeah, all right, Nanny. Went with a friend and her child um, and the, her husband and we all st- tried to stay away from each other as much as possible. Yeah. Which turned out pretty, pretty easy in a forest. Hard But not- now we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Is So this is what- So we couldn't go to a forest with other, another, another family and, like, be spaced apart? This is my understanding of it. It is this. You can go out and do something like recreational, not recreational, rec- recreational exercise mm-hmm. with the members of your household. Mm-hmm. 
But if you want to spend time with anybody that isn't a member of your household, you can spend time with one person at a time. Not the same one person? Like, do you have to buddy up? Is it like a buddy up system? I think it's one at a time. Just one at a time. But then if you like caught up with a different one person every day, you'd be spreading it everywhere. Or one person an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you were like being a hell cheeky bastard, <coughs> I feel like that you would use that to your advantage. Mm. G'day, Tosh. But anyway, there's going to be massive fines. Yeah, $1,000 fine in South Australia if you're busted out in the streets with more than one other person other than your family. Yeah. Crazy times. Yeah. Um, try to explain that to your teenagers. So it gets a bit hard to figure out because they say things like gatherings no more than 10. Mm. But they also say that you should only, in, if it's if it's Wait, not somebody it that's... 10 or 5? Gatherings no bigger. It was gatherings no bigger than 10. They don't want to see more than 10 people gather together outside, mm-hmm. out in the open. Mm-hmm. But they're also saying that... So I don't know. That's where it gets confusing where they're like, say you live with 10 people. Yeah. Say you live with 12 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only 10 of them can be together at a time outside. Yeah. Outside of the home. Yeah, right. 10 out of those 12. But... But then weddings are only five. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that is, a wedding is only five, but that is the people getting married, Mm. a celebrant, Mm. and two witnesses. Mm. So, like, you can't have both your parents come along. Why can't you have five guests if you're having an outdoor wedding? No. Computer says no. Because it's not essential. Getting married, getting married might be be essential, but having people there seeing you do it isn't. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, can you hear the kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you guys hear the kids? Yeah. Just how it is these days. All right. Um, yeah, so that's rules come in, which ups the level of seriousness yeah. quite quickly. There you go. Mum's got it. Weddings yeah. are five. Funerals are ten. So then no group gatherings of ten people then? No group gatherings at all. Hmm. You, okay. You, that, that rule, that, that's an old rule from days ago then. Yeah. Clear. See what happens when I don't do a podcast for t- days in a row. This is just yesterday. We watched this live yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't keep up, man. And the leader of our country said that you can be with one person at a time outside of your home if they're not in your family, in in your household. Do you know what I reckon? I think it just sounds easier to stay home. Well, that's what they're trying to make. Yeah. That's the, that's the <laughs> whole like, point. I can't be bothered excluding old mm. Ralphie. But he doesn't get to come. But so. But we're well. This is interesting. It's it's well. Soon there's going to be like I've heard. No, no other group, no gatherings. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. Hmm. Nothing at all. Okay. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home unless you're out getting exercise. And if you're not exercising with the people in your house, then don't go at all. So like before they were before they were saying that um. Before they were saying that, say, you could do like a boot camp, mm-hmm. like if you wanted to exercise, do outdoor exercise, if you're a trainer and you run a, yeah. run a, a, a training group or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what they said. I think it was maybe like a boot, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. boot camp of two people. Well, it might have been like five or ten or something, but now it's 
two people, I which is the train. He said that's not it, and then and then the, the prime session. minister joked, and he was like, well, this, "Which makes it not a boot camp?" Which it's means you're going to have to pay session. for a personal training session. You're going to pay for one on one personal oh, training. Oh God! Yeah, people aren't going to be doing no exercise. Mm. They'll have to drop it. And just Simon smash says it. is in the house with the official info. Yeah, Thank I'm you. just having a look at it now. We're putting you on staff, Simon. You're the 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 Hey Demo mm-hmm. researcher, fact checker. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm just having a look. Blah, blah, blah. Same stuff that the PM said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're going to have to keep your eye on. Um, so I've never paid this much attention to one politician in my life. But I've, I follow. We had a good time watching him last night, didn't we? Yeah. I follow Scott Morrison on. So if you're in Australia and you want to know what's going on and you want to hear it as it happens, follow Scott Morrison on Facebook and then you'll be notified when he goes live because. These things are changing every day, and you need to know what these changes are because if you don't know what they are, you might end up paying a, a thousand plus dollars for, yeah. for not knowing it. Only two people can go to the forest. Only you, like, so we could go, but only like Hannah can come, not Fern and Sean. So your household can mingle with one person? Yeah. Weird, man. Yeah. Non essential gatherings. Cabinet agreed to limit further limit most indoor and outdoor non-essential gatherings to two people. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Anyway, looks like we'll be very lonely for the next six months. Yeah. Won't we? Um, are people upset about it? Are they outraged or is everyone just like, I, yeah, nah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's the youth, the younger people. Die. So it's the 20, 20s to late 20-year-olds who are having the most trouble with it from what I've read. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, oh, I don't want to like, stay home. It's boring. What mm-hmm. about my new boyfriend I just started seeing? Mm-hmm. Type, that sort of stuff, I guess. And yeah. like, yeah, I get it. We it watched would be a cute hard. little music video this morning. Yeah, we did. The guy I've been um, talking to a bit on Instagram, his name's Ollie. He's from the UK. Uh, and he made a music video of a song he wrote for his girlfriend i think it's his fiance maybe they might be engaged or something. Okay. anyway he made this cute little song because they have a long distance relationship and they were mm-hmm. planning to they've met a few times i think mm-hmm. and they were planning to meet uh again in may i think maybe they live in different countries mm-hmm. and now they go and get to see each other it's so sad yeah yeah all these long distance relationships genuinely are just long distance for, and you can't even even if you want it it must take that that feeling off you know that like i just want to be with you and you can't takes the pressure off you know yeah okay cool, 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 cool. yeah people shouldn't be outraged because it's about saving lives it's about flattening the curb curve yeah curb 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 yes, yes. no the outrage will be when people pay fines because they weren't quite Paying fines with the money that the sure government gave them. The, well, that's an interesting point. That's the funniest part. When they were announcing the thing about the fines, I was like, and what money do you think that they're paying these fines with? The money that you gave us from the stimulus package. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they don't want you to spend it on that. They I want know, you to spend, but they you will. Buy TV and pay off your fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've got a payment plan. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a debt to your mum. That's what having that fine is. It's a debt to dad. Mm-hmm. Dad gave me a debt. Mm-hmm. Now I have to pay him back. Mm-hmm. That's how we should think of these <laughs> these things. Oh, I can't. But imagine this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna kill things like like the Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers can't assemble. 
can't assemble. Well, like Infinity War would be done mm. because in Infinity War, you know that big bit at the end when all of the heroes come together. Mm. Well, it'll only be allowed to be the ones that live together that can that can gang up <laughs> to to fight Thanos. Yeah, sorry guys. Can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, sorry, uh, you don't live here. You're not part of our household. You can't assemble. Power Rangers would be screwed. It's morphin' time. Um, pick a pick your favourite colour because you can only have one. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. There's so many choices to be made. Mm-hmm. Simon says, this is part of the transcript from the PM yesterday. We are still waiting. We are still waiting local... Waiting local state for official advice. That advice has now been strengthened to say that it should be reduced to two persons in public spaces and other areas of gathering. States and territories will determine if they wish to proceed to make this an enforceable limit in the same way that the 10-person limit is already being enforced. But agreed in that all cases, this is strong advice of all states and territories, territories that unless it's a household, the family, those who are living at your residence, that... Being with only one other person as a gathering outside is what is required. Mm. That provides, importantly for those who may be getting daily exercise, particularly for women, that they wouldn't be required to walk on their own and they would be able to walk with another person. Right. So the only re- one of the only reasons that they've really even allowed you to walk, spend time with one other person is that if you're a woman, you need exercise, you can't go alone. Yeah. You get dead. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was thinking about my meditation this morning, like going for a nice forest walk popped up. Then I was like, all by myself? I might die. It's okay, I'm safe. You gotta go back to your CPT. Yeah. Yeah. Training. Fear. The fear's being mongered back into me. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting it's interesting when you will and you won't, and this one's kind of a no brainer because everyone's like scared of what's going on. Mm. But it's interesting when you will and won't draw lines in the sand of what the government can and can't tell you what to do. So mm. <laughs> so it's an interesting time. This yeah. could and 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 we're all like, you know, preparing to, you know, have to drastically change the mm. way we live, you know, for like the time being, you know, like they keep throwing around things like at least 6 months, at least 6 months, at least half of this. They've been saying at least 6 months for 3 weeks. Yeah, you know. That's so all, that should be down to 4 and 4 months. So we're months. already unless unless it just like like, unless it just kind of like, just like takes care of itself quicker like, than we thought. Like Donald Trump thinks it would Like go. Donald Trump thinks it would. Yeah, like it would be just in, just in time for A Easter. A miracle. We'll all resurrect ourselves on Easter yeah. <laughs> instead. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. So it's a good chance unless something really unexpected happens or whatever. There's mm-hmm. a good chance that like this, that this that's what this year is about. Yeah. You know, and it could spill over into next year. The effects of this will be like... Spilling over for a few years, yeah. ...ongoing. But I do believe that at some point we are going to transition out of this corona state mm-hmm. of living, the cor- mm-hmm. like, like corona gate, um, <laughs> and then we are going to transition back into not the way things were before, but this happy medium of, look, a bunch of industries realise that they can actually stay remote and that's probably better for them and better for their lives and whatever. And a lot of, I think a lot of people are going to, if they are fortunate enough to not be freaking out about the um, mortality aspect of what's mm-hmm. going on with this, this, I think, hopefully, 
for most people, most of this will not be about sickness. It'll be about the isolation and the weird way we had to live. I think when we transition out of that, it's going to be really weird um, getting some of that self uh, autonomy back, like yeah, self um, independence back from the government. It's going to be like really... to go out in the world again, like start using cafes and bars again. Well, like, oh, I kind of I learned how to make because make that all of these, dish. all of these, and I'm I'm sure they're probably set up in some sort. Of, I don't know enough about it, but they're probably set up in some sort of interim, temporary. Like these are temporary laws. Mm. This isn't the law from now on, it's but temporary, this yeah. is a law during this time or whatever. But um, you know, we could be spending most of this year enforcing a way of life that is a temporary way of life, mm-hmm. but it's going to be weird when it's time to dial back that enforcement. Yeah, especially That's be a strange time. Well, I was talking to you this morning about um, neural plasticity of um, our neural networks and about how when you do something over and over and over again, it actually your your neurons will start to fire specifically for that thing. So being in, told to stay home, being so this next year of us being forced to stay indoors, forced to like be with our families, those sorts of things will start to actually light us up where they didn't before because we're not able to access the outside. Whereas before, like going out for to meet your coffee with friends would light up your brain. Every doing this at the same time, same day, every blah 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 lights up the neural the neurons in your brain at the same intervals blah 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 so you you learn to enjoy that mm-hmm. you learn to respond to that you learn to have like this relationship with that in the same way that we'll have a relationship with the weird little <laughs> weird little worlds that we create in our um I love you Bimo <laughs> that we create in our homes now so you know the small things in our home might start to bring us joy mm-hmm. that we didn't previously get excitement or joy from Mm-hmm. So that in even even on a physiological and psychological level, we're like got- watching your giant orange dog try to find a comfortable way to yeah, sleep on a right footrest. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a footrest, Bieber. <laughs> you are a big I dog. Love her. Yeah, so there's like all of these like little things that we don't realize will change and condition us over the next year. So we'll, well get more I mean. comfortable staying at home and more comfortable yeah. being with the ones that we actually should. But that's the, the, one of the weird things that we're being conditioned into at the moment, mm. and it's for and and there and it's like I wouldn't have it any other way. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but we're being conditioned to live exactly how the leader of this country says to, yeah. and we're going to do that for a long while, and then the threat, oh the threat that made us do Stay. that will be gone, and he'll just jump right but on the back of the it and conditioning of. So, but the conditioning as as without, so within, the conditioning is going to happen on the other side as well. The government's going to get used to actually telling everybody what to do down mm. to how they socialize. Like we've never, ever been in a situation like this yep. in our country, as far as I can rem- remember no, or, like this. or, or yeah. throughout history or whatever, where we've never, ever, ever, ever been conditioned this way. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is um, Simon just said. Learn to enjoy our prison. And I guess is, this is why some prisoners generally like to, they reoffend and try to get back into prison. They do. They people, it's a, it's a, it, same with mental, it's like a, mental health facilities. Well, it's a system they learn to understand and they, they, because we were Which talking you know about that yesterday. Works, yeah. I was talking yesterday. So, like, um, and hello, Wayne. 
Do you remember? So, 90s kids will only really remember this. The age of the demo disc. Mm. If you get a magazine, PlayStation magazine or something like that, come with a demo disc on it. Yeah. Sometimes the demos you get on that disc were like, like they really went for it. They give you a big chunk of the game. Sometimes if you're really lucky, it's a demo that you can like play two player or something like Mm. that. There was this game. I think it was called Flipside or something like that. Anyway, it was this game, you only get one level from it. It's a racing game, but it's a futuristic mm-hmm. racing game where the cars can, like, flip and it doesn't matter when they flip, they can keep going it can and on, yeah. on its bonnet or whatever. Anyway, and it's kind of a bit like a more of a, like, super futuristic-y um, version of, like, Mario Kart mm-hmm. with these cool flippy-over vehicles and you can have these weapons and explosions we and I think it's called Flipside or something like that or okay. X... I don't know. I'm just making up names now. Anyway, because you only got one level on this game, mm-hmm. I mastered that level. Like, absolutely mastered yeah. that level. Uh, and when I first started playing, the controls were a bit weird. It's a bit slippy and a bit drifty. And even if you play a game that hasn't really been programmed very well, if you do it enough, you understand intrinsically intuitively the way everything in that game moves the way Mm. the character slides a few millimeters when they stop like you can time things down to the perfect Mm -hmm. moment anyway and so i did the same thing with that game and people do the same thing in prison prison so a a lot of sometimes in a roundabout way the the pressures within society and and how to look after yourself and how to maintain things like shelter relationships um food mm-hmm. uh and your health and your ability to access certain things or whatever um uh within a within a within the prison system it's like a daycare for naughty people well a lot of the pressures that make you break the law are things that are already taken care of in yeah, jail yeah 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 you know? They don't have to find out where to get food from. Yeah. They can get drugs in prison. Yeah. Alcohol. Don't have to worry about managing money and stuff like don't that. Don't need to find Maybe a home. You, unless you've got commissary or whatever. Um, you and can, you could still get drugs. You can still get cigarettes. You, you still can get still, sex. You still get sex if you're open-minded. Um, sometimes it changes you in there. Yeah. And so sometimes sometimes people end up back in prison because it's a, it's a, bit, it's a, Comfy it's a place more to be. straightforward. So, so uh, society. Yeah. So, 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 so. Yeah. Um, so some a, a bunch of us aren't going to want to go back to the normal I don't world. think I will. I kind of don't. This is and so Sean and I have played with the idea of homeschooling a lot. Mm-hmm. We're not doing a top job of it so far, but like <laughs> I'm like maybe after six months I won't want to send the kids now. back to school. school holidays now. School holiday. The teacher sent me a message like, why haven't your kids done any of the things? I'm like. Because it's school holidays. Yeah. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Now that my kids are being homeschooled, their teacher messages me the way my teachers used to message me in high school. Uh, Always wondering asking. where that stuff I haven't done is. <sighs> but, yeah, maybe we won't want to send our kids back to school to join the ranks of the other ones who are all being brainwashed. Yeah, but we're all being into brainwashed us. into our house. I know. I can't win. Mm-hmm. Because now my phone goes... Brr, brr, the Prime Minister would like to tell you something and everyone you know, and it's going to affect your life drastically. You have to so tune listen. in. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're like, should so we listen Orwellian. to this? I feel like maybe we should listen to this because... Like, now's not a good time to read 1984. Don't read that now. It'll <laughs> freak you out. You won't sleep. What does he say in that? 1984. It just... 
1984 has, I'm not very far through it yet, but it has some very interesting anecdotes in it already about, um, about hysteria, public hysteria, public opinion, public fear, like fear, the public fearing each other, the fearing of opinions and stuff. And this is only going to add to that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there's this bit, I don't think it's really ruining it, but there's this, there's this thing that they do where, um, so 1984 was written by George Orwell in like, like 1912 or something stupid oh, was like it? that. Yeah. I didn't know it was written so long ago. So it's before TV. It's before, uh, uh-huh. when was radio? Yeah. But if it's an idea, it could happen, right? Well, a lot of it did is. And so he, he, he back then before the technological age revolution, um, and the, and the massive evolution of blah, blah, blah. He like kind of like hypothesized like TV broadcasting, etc. that, um, the way the political system would use TV and propaganda and blah, blah, surveillance Mm -hmm. state. So everyone's being surveyed. There are screens everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, there's this bit where it's, it's demanded that like every screen is on. So in your house, every room must have a screen. You can see the screen and the screen can see you. It's it's looking at you as well, right? And so, you know, the people are like trying to like blah, blah, blah and get around the screens and not be seen and stuff. But there's this weird thing that happens where they have, I can't remember what it's called, but they have this moment where it's like, it's like two minutes of disgust. And so what they do is there's... um, there's kind of like a Trump style political leader in in the book, and then there's this other leader who's kind of like like a bit of a I guess he's like your Bernie Sanders, who's mm. kind of like the polar opposite of this leader, and they're against each other. But all this propaganda has been made mm-hmm. um, about the Bernie Sanders type yeah. dude, and so they have these like two minutes of disgust where like they f- on the screen. They play this like horrible sound and people in board meetings, rooms, everywhere you are, because remember, you can't escape the screens. You can't not see a screen wherever you are and the screens can always see you. Mm-hmm. And so they play this sound and then they show images of the of the opposition political leader. And then everybody has to loudly, everybody that's watching it has to loudly like complain about that person and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> the guy telling the story, he's like, He's secretly like against the agenda, but you never speak up because you never know who's going to dob you in. You never know if you're being mm. overheard or whatever. And so he's talking about how even though he hates this like two minutes of disgust thing that happens every day, mm-hmm. that like while it's happening, he can't stop himself from doing it because the mob around him are all doing it and he's feeling himself get getting pulled it. into it. And so his two minutes of disgust is actually his disgust in having to do this at all, but it mirrors and goes along with everybody else going along with it. And so it's and really everyone's creepy. probably feeling the same way as him. Yeah. But can't speak up. And so about that's it. kind of like that's kind of like when it's we're all at the shops effect, now yeah. standing a meter apart from each other and we're like how many toilet paper rolls have they got? How many have they got? How fucking she's too fucking close to him. He's too fucking close to her. Fucking hell. Mm. Yeah. So don't read 1984 right yeah, now. Yeah, don't read that right now. I mm-hmm. might go read And it. I haven't given away shit. I, I don't even think I'm barely through, through the first yeah, two, right. two or three chapters or whatever. That's just the opening of the book. Simon says, the other Simon mm-hmm. says, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, that's right. 
I agree. Yeah. I'm really going to try and jump on this. Mm. Uh, I thought about like yesterday I cleaned the kitchen shelf. Looks great. It does Re- look really good. Really took really took initiative with that shelf. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not a very tidy person these days. Yeah. Uh, so it takes a lot. So I've been taking advantage of this spare time that I think I have that I don't really have that's actually backwards. Yeah. It was so significant that when I walked past and I went, that's a nice looking kitchen area. We have a good looking coffee machine. Yeah, look yeah. at that. I've never seen our coffee machine look so good. <laughs> it's because I put it on a chopping board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's fancy because it's, <laughs> it looks cause like it's, it's fancy because it's bordered by yeah, wood now. Right. Uh, Simon likes this quote: "If you want to keep a secret, you must also keep it from yourself." Yeah, the devil's in the details. Never tell the de- Never tell the devil your plans. Yeah. <laughs> we call him Birdie Sanders. He has a re- revelation that everyone gets a money tree growing in their backyard. He has zero chance of ever winning. I don't know much about Bernie Sanders. Is he a good guy? He just reminds me of KFC, so I'm like, no, nah, I like him. Every time I hear about Bernie Sanders, I'm like, that sounds terrible. What would we want him to do any of that for? But then every time I watch a long enough unedited interview with Bernie Sanders, I'm like, this guy sounds great. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Do you guys like Bernie Sanders? I don't know nothing about Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a little bit kind of like your Jordan Peterson. If you hear mm. about Jordan Peterson, you're like, what a fucking scumbag. Because if he's saying jo- that, and then you're like, oh, wait, he actually said, right, okay. Yeah, context. Mm. Mm. Yes, we always need the right context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I once commented on someone's meme about Jordan Peterson because they were like bagging on him about a quote he said. And I said, but if you read that in context with all the other things he said, completely different quote. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think people are upset. So Bernie Sanders gets gets um, the socialist handle thrown at him a lot. Mm. And so people don't like socialism because it's kind of bordering on like communism and it's like, if you get something, I get a piece of that too. Mm. And so, like, that doesn't work very well in our capitalist makeup because we're like, nah, man, like, Each I work extra man. hard, I get extra, yeah, I get extra right. spoils. Now it is kind of socialist because we are all getting a bit of dollar something, something. <laughs> we are, yeah. Well, not me. Well, well, me. But mm, you need to apply for Centrelink today. <laughs> I do. Add that to your list. Mm, add that. Add that to your list. Yeah. Add that. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So, I don't have a lot to talk about today, so you're really going to have to, like... Oh, you want me to do all the heavy lifting? Yeah, you need to do the heavy lifting today, because i got nothing going on in here. I actually feel a bit stressed. Mm-hmm. Mm. What are you stressed about? Um, It's these weird... It's not, like, really bad stress. It's more... I'm still. I think I'm still adjusting to the fact that I'm, I can't leave the house, and that I actually quite like that anyway. And I've been home a lot anyway. It's not really been this 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 last the start of this year. I've been at home more than normal. I would say, kinda, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I'm feeling like I need to be as proactive and productive during this time as possible, but also at the same time not. Are you feeling a bit anticlimactic? Because, because, and I'm sure if you go back and listen to episodes that we made earlier in the year or late at the end of last year, because we mm. did take all of January off. Yeah. Um, 
that... You're going somewhere with that. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic because we put such a big run-up into this year and we're like, okay, we're going on this family holiday. Yeah. We're also taking a month off of social media. Then the kids are going to go back to school. Then we're going to get And then when the it. kids go back to school, we'll have a few weeks together because the kids go back to school a few weeks before you go to uni. So then we get to blah, blah, Chill. blah. And we get to chill a little bit and then we get the last little run up. And then once you go back to uni, then you'll be in your corner doing your thing and I'll be in my corner doing my thing. And then all of these goals, because we just make a lot of them. <laughs> so many goals. <sighs> um, and all of the goals. And now, so we got our run up and we ran up to the top I of the like cliff. I ran into the dirt The pile. cliff. And we ran up and we went, here it's time, man. Now I'm free, free falling into back the- into the holidays again. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that is. It is. And so now you're like, well, you know. How do I do all these I things? I took this big run up to do all this stuff. I got here. Now what? It's full of people. And uh, and my house really isn't big enough. No, it isn't now. Yeah, we must also remember to message our real estate agent. Yeah, so I think I think I'm just like, and because of, <laughs> the kids are making mess that they normally wouldn't be here, so it's not like if I neglect. But we're getting my more day, help from them than we used to. Yeah, we are. We've really stepped it up. Really stepped it up. My kids are lazy. Mm. I will. I will. I have. I will. This is my fault. Our kids are lazy. Yeah. In my fault. Your fault? A little bit my fault. More than me? Yes. Yes. All right. Do you want to know why? Get comfy. Let's get comfortable. Get comfortable. Okay. Yeah. You're really getting into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Because it is easier for me to just do it for them. Mm. To because have you ever watched a kid make make their lunch? They make so much more mess. They make twice yeah. the amount of mess as you do. So for their whole lives, I've just been making sandwiches and stuff, making their lunches for them because getting them to make their own lunch boxes is chaos when you have three kids in a tiny house. So I've been making their lunches. And now Tosh even has – he's 15. He still gets his lunch made for him when he does go to school, mm. which is not now. Um, and then he doesn't take it. So, you know, and so I've never been overly at the kids about teaching them how to pick up after themselves. Mm-hmm. I've never been very good at that part. And I think part, and if I had taught them, it would make me less stressed because they would be picking up after themselves. So now, in hindsight, I have many regrets. All right. Yeah. I have many regrets that I have facilitated my, my kids' lives and made it too easy for them mm-hmm. to just live here amongst the chaos and mm. not pick up after their stupid, like their shoes. Just pick up your shoes. And I know all kids do it, but it's like I'm pretty sure my do less than most pe- people's kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I could be wrong, you know. And I feel, and, I've, and, I, and I'm feeling a lot of pressure about the whole school schooling thing and because I'm, I'm reading the, the group chats of the mums whose I'm friends. I don't think you could be wrong. I think that this discussion we're having right now is, is you admitting that you have been wrong. <laughs> That's what this is. At least I can admit about. it. Mm. At least I can admit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's a lot of um, pressure on mums as well and dads, but mums have a mum guilt 
And I feel a lot of pressure about, you know, making sure my kids have a structure for this time that they're off of school, especially if maybe I don't decide to send them back. Um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure about like, I don't want them to go back to school if they do go back to school and be behind their peers because I see the messages that the mums are sending each other in the groups and the blah, 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 and they're all like doing this stuff. And then I'm like, how stressed are you? You don't sound stressed when you're writing this message. Surely you're actually freaking out on the inside just like me. Maybe you're not because everything seems fine. This is the thing about social media. That to me sounds like parents concerned about the grades they are going to get. Well, they've got, because they've that's got what's scheduled FaceTime time if, with their school friends. Yeah. And I'm like... I, I, I'm not I'm committing to that because I can't guarantee that at one thirty or 12.30, whatever it is, that I'll be around. Look, these are all things that sound really good, but then you do them and it's very different. Have you ever, ever tried to get your kid to FaceTime some other kid that they're friends with? It's fucking shit to watch. So frustrating. It's hell shit. Stop pushing the filters. Yeah, they're just doing filters. They're not even talking to each other. Yeah. They're just like making fireballs come out of their mouths yeah. and, oh my God. and shit. Greg made his nine-year-old son three fold three loads of laundry today and my if my seven-year-old keeps going the way he is he'll be picking up dog poop in the dog yard tomorrow i think that's fair i think that's mm-hmm. fair so yes i think there's going to like and i'm freaking out because i've got uni as well even though and because the kids are at home i kind of would like to dedicate more time to teaching them how to be a person in this house because i can't do it we can't do it by ourselves mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. because we also have jobs and lives to upkeep and they are contributing members of this household who aren't picking up their shit yeah i and think at this point i think so i think at their age <laughs> i think it well at any age it just depends on when you start but I think that it is more about at this stage, especially if you're just getting them involved at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more about like, can you get them to do it? Not how well the are they doing that's it? The thing. Are they doing it at all? If you can, if you're getting them to do it, that's the first thing. First, you just want them to get used to doing it at all. You can apply this to husbands, also, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is how I got you to do things. Yeah. So you get them to do it at all. Mm, yeah. Then they got to feel good about the fact that they participated. And, and then you slowly work in like, yeah, Gee, but could you I really do like it a bit better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did a suggestive one to Leto the other day. He's vacuuming and he does a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Terrible job. He misses almost everything that I intended on him vacuuming in the first place. Mm-hmm. But instead of being like, you did a really crappy job. Could you do it again? I was like, oh, oh. I think you didn't see that bit over there. Mm. Could you just get that mm. bit for me? Yeah. But then I had to do it with the whole carpet. So with the lunch boxes, <laughs> so lunch boxes are more more involved than they used to be because, like, when I was a kid, you would have that one kid in your class that had this amazing hand curated, put together lunch box Bento with box, a handmade yeah. salad and this and that and blah blah blah. Uh, where I was, I was half and half. I had I would have like a a, a sandwich made by mum and maybe like an orange that had been cut up or something, and then like packet things, packet of chips. A yogurt and I bet you got whatever. tiny turdies and barbecue shapes, didn't you? Every night, yes. Yes, Fun I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It was tasty. <laughs> and I don't regret it. <laughs> um, so, like, again, so, like, say for, like, making the lunches, for example, 
everything's exposure therapy. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah. Like, if you want somebody else to do something, you, like, you you do gradual exposure. You want to use, like, positive reinforcement yeah. as wow, well. Wow, look at that great job you did there. Yeah. Cleaning that bench. Well, no, I don't think you tell them they did a great job. You're just grateful that they did it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, you don't want to delude them into thinking, like, fucking nailed that. You know? First you want them to yeah, be happy that they've done it. Then... Once they're happy that they've done it, you want to slowly start introducing the idea of like, okay, let's just take a little bit of pride in our work. Yeah, you know. So like for the lunches, you might be like, can you make the sandwich? You can make the sandwich. Well done. Can you make the sandwich and then put away the bread and the butter and the whatever? Oh, you can do those two things. Can you make the sandwich and then put away the sandwich things and then cut yourself up a bit of fruit? And this is great. I like this and I, I understand this process and I try this process, but it lasts a day or two. Ah. You see? Then we, that, that's where it blows back onto us. I'm not very, yeah, I'm not very good at keeping up with, like, I'm good at very simple, straightforward routines. Get up, make school lunches, go to school, blah, blah, blah. Do that. On mm-hmm. Thursdays, you do this. On Friday, you do that. But it's the little, and maybe this is because, when I don't think we had a lot of structure as kids. Like I don't think in my home we lived by any real set structure and it was very all over the shop, I'm assuming. I don't know. I could ask my mom. But I'm not good at putting like and staying with something. Like we do reading at 4.30. I'll move it till 6 and then maybe we'll forget, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm a bit of a failure in that area. Mm-hmm. Failure as a mother, ruined, everything's over. It's too hard. It's really hard. And then I'm like, maybe you should just drop out of uni for this semester so you can focus on getting that shit under control so that when you go back next semester, then all well, that's sorted out so that yeah, but then you I, don't that, have to try and do it at the same time. makes me feel bad because I don't have, I don't have as many yeah, pressing things as you. Yeah, I felt bad for you. I didn't realise that it would make you feel bad. Like if when you're thinking about dialing back uni, I'm like, well, I'm literally not, I'm literally doing. But it's literally for me- less mental pressure. Huh? It's literally for less mental pressure, not because I'm not getting enough help. It's because my mental, I can't take more than I'm currently doing. Mm. Yeah. See, and I, I feel a bit desperate because I'm like, I need to actually figure out what I'm doing, doing now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, you're, that's, yeah. which is why I feel like I like, like if anyone's taken, taking a back seat or should take a back seat in this time, it's me because... I've got way less de- external demands yeah. than you do. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't see it that way. Mm. Yeah, because I still see you doing music and your social media stuff and blah, blah, blah as work, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess times have changed now. And, and so does the government. Thanks, Gov. Yeah, uh, so I think that... You know, I don't think, I think it's just all relative. Like it, when I say I need to cut back on uni so that I can focus on the kids, it's more less about you and more about me needing to free up space in my mind to fit in the things that I think need prioritizing. I feel it the exact same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks like no one's winning this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what are we supposed to do about that then? I don't know. Well, the problem that we're having is that we want to give to each other. We're like, no, I'm going to give to you. No, it's all right. I got it. I'll give to you. Mm. No, it's all right. I got it. I'll give to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. The other thing as well is like, so I've always been doing the music thing. 
You're yes. probably always going to be doing the music thing. Yeah. You won't always be doing the studying thing. Not well. I will at this rate. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you're, the, the thing that you're doing. So depending on is, how we play it, the yeah. thing that you're doing is something that we could actually shave time down from. Yes. Whereas the thing that I'm doing, it's like, well, I'm always going to do that. Yeah, that's true. And you don't have deadlines set by lecturers going, do this. No, I have deadlines set by myself. My problem, though, is that because all of my deadlines are set by me, I can move them whenever I want. And that becomes something that I become way, way too uh, trigger happy with. Maybe you should set your deadlines until seven years from now when I finish my degree. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. My hesitation with... Just and 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 cutting back on uni would only be one topic, and it'd literally just be so that I I could get all my uni work most of most of my uni work done in the morning. That version is all right because that version you still have the exact same amount of time. Yes. So at the moment, to finish your degree, you've you've got an Mm. extra six months added on. If you dial back a subject now, you'll still only Which have I was six already months. doing, yeah. I was I already had, had added on six months to my degree by going and doing three topics. But you're also gonna weigh up that like okay, I could I could lighten the load this side, but mm. I will be bulking up the load That's right. That side. Which might be fine. Because be I'm a pro, pro by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I I feel I feel like on one hand I'm like, Nix, you got your whole life to do study, like just drop down to part time for now. Spend the time with your kids. Do the study in the mornings and your assignments on the weekends, which is what perfect, which is what I would do. But then at the same time, the third topic that I'm doing is philosophy, and I know I can phone it in in writing up those assignments in probably a weekend, um, without even doing any of the readings or watching the lectures. So I could do that and see if I pull. That's through. kind of funny because philosophy was the thing that was the was the thing that like got you interested in going to uni. uni. Yeah. And you're like, I don't need to learn that. <laughs> I need to learn that. That's silly. I don't need to learn that. No. Um, I can learn that. I'm not learning home. a lot from philosophy that I don't feel like, like I'm sure I've, I know that there's heaps more for me to learn, but mm-hmm. I don't, And but my interest has stemmed a lot more into psychology now and I'm so much more interested in the psychology side of it, obviously, because mm-hmm. it is more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really enjoying the neuroscience stuff, which I thought I would. And that's where my initial interest started. But now I'm like, oh, I am interested in this because yeah. I dropped my bio major. Yeah. Shouldn't have. Yeah. But look, I can always do that later. That's because you were like, the good of the good at this that I am now will always be, be only as good, good as, as this. I am. G'day, yeah. Stephen. Lottie talks for an hour showing all her toys and her friends. It's so funny to watch. <laughs> that's cute, Simon. Um, Greg says, you've got to teach them young, have a family member. I have a family member that spoiled their kids and one of them went off to college and had to call mummy every week so she'd be told how to work a washing machine and dryer. So sad and spoiled. Yes. That's what I want to avoid with my children. Um, I was a very self-sufficient child because my mum favoured a lot of drugs and alcohol but and, and me, but she like the drugs and alcohol. So I was a very independent child growing up and I uh, had a lot of resilience and I knew how to make food and do the washing and use a washing machine unlike mm-hmm. this bloke who didn't know how to use a washing machine when I moved in with him. Mm-hmm. You were good at doing I'd dishes. I've never used one. Your only thing you've been good at was dishes. That was the only chore I ever had. Yeah, but now you're a gun. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you're a well, gun. I didn't used to have to do hand dishes. I always had to do... 
dishwasher. Yeah, now, now you've got to wash them by hand. Yeah. Such an outrage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's why I was stressed. That's why when I look back, I, like, I'm pretty grateful. So, like, I didn't really, I didn't have to do a lot when I was growing up. I didn't have a lot of chores and things like that. I can't that. imagine you would have. But I grew, I still grew up a little bit capable in some areas. Anyway. Emotionally, you were the, very in touch with your emotions. The thing, the reason that I'm grateful about, so sometimes I meet people who, um, like, you know, they're, they're some, some parents devoted a lot of time to maintaining a certain a certain quality of home mm-hmm. and others didn't mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes you would meet or have friends whose parents did prioritize the the homemaking side of things and their house wasn't a very nice place to be because their mums were mean <laughs> right <laughs> so my mm. i'm pretty sure mm. right up until the end whether it was me or whether I had friends over or whatever, like I think my mum complained very little about any mess or whatever that we would make and she took care of it. She just cleans. She, your mum just just cleans like so quickly. Yeah, like, but I was super appreciative in my childhood that, that not only did my mum keep an amazing home, she also worked. And gave your friends snacks. And, and Which I heard about yesterday. And gave my friends snacks, yes. Yeah. And... Wasn't a bitch about it. Yeah. I can imagine it. Yeah. Imagine coming over to your house as a teenager. Yeah. Your mum would have given me snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes we get in trouble if we use all the couch cushions to like beat each other up. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, nanny. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, nanny. Thanks, nanny. Uh, Thanks uh. for keeping things. My mum didn't like us bringing people over. Well, nah. They messed shit up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. You, you make sure you ask permission before your friend comes over. You're in big trouble. Yeah, I and you know I the answer is no. I think I used to just bring people around. Yeah, your mum says I'm a gun. You are a gun. You clean so good. Do you know what's funny, though, is I don't let my kids do half the shit I was allowed to do. <laughs> You're so strict. Yeah. You're like, don't do that. And I'll be like, <laughs> looking mm-hmm. and be like what? What? What are they doing? Yeah. And I'll be like, don't worry about dad and his weird strict rules. Yeah. I I just didn't like it at the time. Don't turn that. I didn't like it at the time. (laughs) Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get funny about certain things. It's because you're worried that because you have this like a bit of a complex that you were allowed to do whatever you wanted and you're a bit of a shithead, right? So you're paranoid that if we let our kids do certain things, sometimes it's weird things. That you're worried that they're just going to run with that for their whole life and they're going to screw up their whole life because we let them watch a screen for 35 minutes extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like because, I don't know, it's like silly like, oh, if, I, if, we, if we let this one thing go, he's going to become a drug addict, alcoholic yeah. who lives with his parents forever. Yeah. Even <laughs> though I know deep down because of all the training and stuff and the shit I've had to read while (laughs) doing it and how people develop and whatever, even though I know deep down that one day when my kids are able to actually get away from me, then they'll actually turn out and be the type of people that they are. Mm. And that you, even when they are grown up adults, you have no responsibility for how they, what they do with their lives after they go out into the world. Like Mm. once our kids are 18... It is no longer mm-hmm. our responsibility to save them. Yeah. Yes, we might have contributed to a lot of their problems, mm-hmm. but we have no say or any kind of 
ability to control where their lives go from that point. Mm. So, therefore, who gives a shit? Mm. Half the time, like, kids you expect to turn into drag addicts don't. They'll be fine. I know a well-known Australian comedian. I don't know him personally, but I know people in his social circle Mm -hmm. who has a terrible problem with coke. Yep. A massive coke fiend problem. Mm -hmm. They were on the fast track to having a pretty good shot at having like they could have been they could have been the next Jim Jeffries in the mm-hmm. United States like they were doing red carpet interviews with celebrities and stuff and whatever and like yeah. all these opportunities and whatever but also like more fun opportunities to do lots of coke yeah heaps fun guess what profession his parents have drug rehab yep <laughs> that was such a good guess. They're, they're drug rehabilitation experts, and their son is a comedian, coke addict. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And it, to the point where they Do could not keep him at home anymore. They had to kick him out. Kick him out. Do you think that that's because they were so drugs are bad, drugs are bad? But being drug rehab experts, they would have a balanced idea on drugs or is this an old-fashioned don't know i don't know i don't know anything about their actual like what their actual titles are or whatever but yeah 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 right greg says i've got to run i'm taking part on gov's radio limo talk in one hour don't even know what that is but it's great he's left your message on facebook messenger check it out cheers greg good going greg we've talked about you greg we'll check that out we're happy to have you uh your nan your mum says he was spoiled but he still had limitations you still want to save them. Always a parent. Yeah. yeah you do. I, I know that I'll always worry, but they'll always be okay and I'll always try and save them with our last four bucks. Yeah. But the reason sometimes, and it's really hard, the reason sometimes you don't save them is because if you save them, you're taking out the one bit that they needed to actually figure it out this time. Yeah. Yeah. We have to pick our battles about like, you know, you, you can't, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard you, to know where well, to step in. you got to be real... Real, um, you got to check with yourself, and I screw this up every day. But you got to check with yourself in that, like, am I saving their life right now, mm-hmm. or, or am I just saving an outcome that I don't like? Yeah, you, what you know? are you like? Am I protecting? Am I am I am I keeping them safe here, or am I just protecting them from their own mistake and therefore their own opportunity to learn from it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God. My parents did that. They started stepping back. Uh, gradually? Yeah. Because they got sick of hanging out with you. They are just like, oh, I wish he would leave. He's 21. <laughs> yeah. Why is he still here? Yeah. He's so much better with Neeks. I wish he had more money to look after him with. <laughs> oh, look, she's got single parent pension. That's That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Get fired from my job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Demo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to pee. All right. All right. Well, I actually have a date. Oh, my God. To talk about. I do have a gig coming up this Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to be streaming it exclusively on the Hey Dimu Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Hey Dimu. Not tonight. Not tomorrow night, but the night after, which is Wednesday night, South Australian time, uh, which I believe will be Tuesday evening, earlier evening or late evening, depending on where you are in the US. And that is my time zone knowledge at its limit. So 
it's going to be, uh, oh, wait. No, it won't be evening. If it's nighttime here, <laughs> if it's nighttime here, it'll be some kind of morning time on the other side of the equator or something like that. Man, definitely revealing my geographical deficit here. Anyway, I'm doing a live gig for the 90 Mile Wines Gulwa Barrel Shed. They are sponsoring a number of live streams um, of the musicians that regularly perform uh, at, the, at the Barrel Shed. So your boobies um, <laughs> that regularly perform at the Barrel Shed. And I think I'm kicking that off this Wednesday night. So uh, you can order maybe only if you're in australia i'm not entirely sure but you can order wine from the gua wharf barrel shed they make their own wine uh and 10 percent of any of the proceeds go towards the artists that are performing at the time and then you'll also be able to donate directly to the artists if you want to do that as well if you're like i don't want any wine but i like this guy's style and i would like to put a feather in his hat a feather. Yes. Mm. A feather for your hat. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, then I'll be doing that. So. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So keep your eyes on my social media. Follow me on Instagram. You will see little clips of me rehearsing and getting ready for that because. Um, your mum really likes this. I get to do whatever I, I get to do whatever I want now. I don't have to. I, I can play whatever I want. So it's I whatever will. you want, man. Because it's whatever you want. Don't change it. Don't change it. So that's what I'm doing. Um, on Friday's podcast, we're going to be talking about abortion. Whoa. Yeah. It's a topic I've been wanting to cover for a long time. Mm -hmm. You said, for some reason, whenever I bring it up, you're like, whoa. And I'm like, this is the least taboo topic of all the ones we talk about, isn't it? Well, nah, because abortion gets to the real, like, nitty gritty. Because in order to... This is why uh, this is why abortion is such a. Are we just going to do it here? No, just the preview. Okay. The reason abortion is such a tough topic mm -hmm. is because, um, you can't ignore your individual or everyone's individual stance on theology. Yeah, you can't. You have here. to. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And so you're really getting nitty gritty about like what is consciousness? When are you conscious? When are you actually? A person, mm -hmm. are you? Yeah, it's weird. It's like the ship of um, the ship of fuck. What's it called? The ship. Theus. Uh, the ship of the Theus. Theus. The ship of Theus, where the they replace all the different parts of the ship, but it's still the same ship. Yeah. So they're um, like, yeah. If you're, if you, if you build a ship, and then um, for like in the ten years that that ship is sailing, over time every single piece of that ship has been replaced or repaired. Is it the, still the same ship? And so, like, ten years later, the ship now now no longer has a single one of its original pieces. It's all been mm -hmm. replaced and repaired over time. Yeah. Is it still the same ship? Yeah. It's a good philosophical question. Yeah, yeah. Yes, one which we have you know. not covered. So, uh, are you a conscious living being when you realise it or before then? Mm. You know? Because I can't tell you the you, moment that I realized I was here. If we replaced all of your body parts with robotic well, parts, are you still Sean? This is where, and so my um, lecturer, 
gave me a bullshit response out of this. And then when we got into my tute, my tutor was like, yeah, nah, they totally fobbed off your answer. It was, it was, it was, it was better than they said it was. And I said that there is good evidence to say that in roughly a seven day period, every cell in yeah. your body has been replaced by external yeah. thing, like yeah, cells are dying and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, all of this waste product that comes off of you, it's all being replenished and regenerated Which is from essentially other, the same thing. other things. It's the same thing. Your body does not, your body right now does not consist of what it was made of a month ago. It looks the Sim- same. They take things. the same form, just yeah. like the ship of Theseus. Theseus? I think it's, yeah, Theseus. Ship of Theus, Theus. Or something like that. Anyway, just like that ship. Theseus. It looks the same. It's called the same thing. It goes to the same places, belongs to the same people. Well, if we put your brain in my brain, my body in my brain in your body, am I then Sean or am I still Neeks but with Sean's brain? Ooh, well. Yeah. But it, you, that's assuming that consciousness is attached to the brain. Well, that's weird as well because... Because it's not. Because, uh, okay, so we go we go and we meet five new people. Yeah. And you go, hey, five new people, meet Sean. This is Sean. Yeah. Each one of those people creates a new version of me. Mm. Yeah, by the, aided by their perceptions of prior experiences yeah. and sensations. I'm the only one that feel. knows that I'm Sean. If I'm in your body or I'm in my body, I'm the only one that knows. Everybody else is just, everybody else then gets to decide that's Neeks or that's Neeks with Sean in her body. They're all still differentiating and they're all individually That's making up Neeks. their own idea of what Neeks with Sean's mind in her body is. So if you we know, put- which parts of you are they going to keep in their perception of you? Which parts of you are they going to make me? You know, like every single person you mm. meet is the birth of a new um, idea of who you are. Yes. Yeah. But say if we put your brain in here, your mind, your thoughts, your consciousness into my body. Mm-hmm. And then put me on the street mm-hmm. and I went out, walked like Neeks, talked like Neeks, mm-hmm. but my brain was not Neeks mm-hmm. and my mind and my thoughts were not Neeks. But people would still assume I was Neeks because they're looking at me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm Neeks. I'm the only one that knows the difference. Yeah. Yeah. How bizarre. Even if I tell everyone. But again, like that, that, doesn't, that doesn't change. That doesn't change but I'm anything. Sure. That doesn't change oh, anything. Here we go. Though. So, like, say, say something fundamental changes about, like, say something happens. Mm-hmm. Say, say I work with in an office with two hundred people, yeah. and I'm there on Monday, mm-hmm. and Monday night, my uh, family all die, Whoa. and then I go back to work the next day. Yeah, I am fundamentally. A changed person, like totally mm. different. Yeah, they talk about this stuff. But I'm the same old. I rock up and they're like, "There's Sean. He's this. He's, he's that. Sean. He's this kind of person." Blah 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 blah. Not anymore. But yeah, you're like nah. not anymore. Yeah, you know. So like, all your right. And and maybe oh. I, maybe I can be all those things again, but it'll never be the way it was. Is Sean at age ten the same as Sean at age twenty? Is nah. it the same person? No. Is because- it the same person? The Are same, you the same as you person as you were? Well, that I could. Hmm. It's the same mind, mm-hmm. like the same observer. I've yeah. been I've been observing 
within this body that has grown and changed and been through things and had emotional has had been on whatever emotionally developmental arcs and stuff that mm. I've been on. Mm -hmm. I think you're different every single day, but the part of you that's observing always comes from the same I place. kind of tend to agree with that. Yeah, I need to go to the toilet. You should do a reading. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. So I've been studying a lot about perception this week. Our topic at uni at the moment is perception and uh, cognitive neuroscience, which has been really fun. I actually really enjoy that side. I did not enjoy perception because I didn't understand the function of it in psychology. So when we first started studying it just a couple of weeks back, I was like, eh, this doesn't really interest me. I actually find it really annoying and boring. Until they talked about perception as one of the key functions of cognitive processes so without perception we literally aren't anything um without perception like we there's just no person without perception i think in from what i've read uh perception plays so many roles in so many things and like our sensations and how it feeds into the so our sensations feed through into our um, pre-existing experiences in life which shapes how we perceive things um, which has been really interesting to learn about. And I just hadn't really thought about how much perception plays into everything that we do, which has been really fun. So that's what I've been learning about. Uh, who wants a card reading? Put your hand up. I'll do a group one for, for your day and then we'll go from there, I reckon. But I'm sorry about the heavy breathing into the microphone. That's a bit weird, isn't it? It's getting really puffed out. All right. So our group card is Starkeeper, Cosmic Ancestor, Seed the Light by Staying Grounded. So Seeding the Light by Staying Grounded sort of says to me something along the lines of it's really important in this time to stay grounded uh, by either meditating, being in nature, sitting outside and just breathing the air in for a little while is sometimes what I get the kids to do. Um... Yeah, so seed the light to stay grounded. So in, in, I think when they're talking about seeding light, they're speaking about like finding your true nature and just being with yourself and seeding that in nature. Some shit. <laughs> no, but I'll do Simon's now. Sean's taking a really long time to look at the calendar, isn't he? All right. So Star Keeper, which is weird. So, so you've got another one it's important for you to stay grounded simon and in order to do that you need to turn your gaze within so all paths lead home is the card you got for action so inner authority intuition turn your gaze within so in order to stay grounded have a look inside yourself to figure out what it is that you need maybe your body's been telling you to do something maybe like you've just had this like desire to you're, you know that you were supposed to exercise or you were supposed to do this and you've been avoiding that intuition and then your body, you know when you're sitting there and your body goes, maybe you should do this. Mm. And you're like, I can't, I'm sitting. Sometimes that's intuition being like, hey, we need to go do this. I'm like, I can't do that right now. I'm on the toilet on my phone. Yeah. yeah. This is important time. That's right. So who else wants one? I was just talking about how um, I was. I literally was telling you last week. I don't find this perception part very interesting, and I find perception studying perception really boring. Mm. 
but yesterday I found out that the reason that we're studying perception is actually really important because it's a really important part of psychology because perception is like the root of human existence and it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the judge. I'm going to do your cards. <laughs> All right. Me up. No one else put their hand up, so Hook I'm just going to go switch. right ahead. Okay. I'm just going to go for it. All right. Okay. I've got to have some coffee first. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have any left. That's what happens when you act out so fast. <laughs> just doing it always. But I like it. You drink it so fast. All right. There's that one. And this one wants to come out. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your womb want your womb. Your womb wants you to know your soul. Could be your womb. Your soul wants you to know. How'd you get womb from soul? It says womb on this card. Gotcha. Yep. The void. So this is what your soul wants you to know. Ooh, You're in the void. Sometimes. Stop. Embrace the winter. Great cosmic womb. Ooh. What's that mean? I don't know, man. It means you're screwed. The void. I don't know, man. When I embrace the winter, there's a lot more eating of donuts involved. We have had enough donuts, man. We have man. had enough donuts. We have had enough. All right. We don't need any more donuts. So, this is hard to find. Maybe my subconscious is giving me a hard lesson about donuts and it's like, you think you like donuts? Well, you're going to eat every single donut in the state if you think you like donuts that much. Well, could, we could try the every donut in the state. We'll We've got every time. Every single donut in the state. No, we don't. It's not essential shopping. It's not essential. It's not essential. We need cat food. We do need cat food. That's not donuts. <laughs> Can't buy cat food. That's coming out of the donuts money. The donut money. Mm. Uh, all right. Are we ready? Okay. This reading comes from the Starseed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell and Danielle Knoll. Gifted to us by... Rebecca Parker. Yeah. Everything and nothing exists in the void. It's where all life begins and ends. It's the in- winter and the womb. The fertile darkness where all things originate and all seeds grow. Comforting and intimidating. Freeing and daunting. It can feel both overwhelmingly small and huge. The void is where faith lives. The message of the void is to surrender to the unknown, to allow the fertile darkness of nothingness to nourish the new seeds growing within you. Regardless of whether you know what they'll be one day, you're being called to surrender to the mystery of what's next, to rest and allow the winter of your life to do the work for you, to hand over your control and trust just because you can't see what's happening beneath the surface doesn't mean things aren't at work. The greatest weavings happen when we find a way to surrender and trust that our life is being knitted for us, right beneath the surface. In ways known and unknowable, now is the time to cultivate faith and allow deep, deep rest. The void often surfaces at the end of a chapter or life phase. When we're called to let go of all that we can know and identify with, when you're in the void, it can feel scary and it would feel as if you should be doing something. However, when this card appears, it's a sure sign that the, that the most productive thing to do right now is to relinquish control and surrender to the changing mystery of your life. <laughs> How are you being called to surrender to the unknown mystery of your life? Well, mm. I do get this void. The bit where it says, like, you're... Um, You'll always feel like you're meant to be doing something. Yeah. So You do feel that a lot. This past weekend, so I said 
I, I don't think it was in one of these. I think I, it was in the little video that I did a little while ago. Um, I did a little video, a video just kind of like trying to um, psych up some of my musical peers and mm-hmm. stuff and to try and mm. you know use this time to their advantage if they can figure out a way to do it. Uh, and I said in that video that it's going to take me a little while. I was talking about money because because it takes a while for the pays from gigs to come through. I got this buffer time of like money that's going to yeah. come through for a little bit. But also on top of that is I had a little bit of buffer time before it was really going to hit me that like I'm not working mm. or, well, I mean, I'm still working, but it's going to take but me a while to realize like, hang on. Where's this money? I haven't been, not just the money, but hang on, I haven't been gigging. Which is why you like this next card, which helps you action this void. Oh, yeah? Unless you had more to offer on that. No, just that like, so one of the challenges as a, in in terms of like my career for like the last year or so, actually probably the last five or so years is that um, I never had I never had a full time career as a performer in Adelaide mm. until after I'd had one overseas. So I became a full time performer overseas. Yeah, um, and I was also under the impression because there is a um, there is a imposter syndrome in the, in Adelaide music scene mm-hmm. in that uh, Adelaide isn't a place you can viably make a living being a musician, which you did. Which I did. So I came back uh, and I did all this other stuff. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this job. I'm going to try that job. I'm going to work with kids or I'm going to do this or I'm going to work in this call center and blah, blah, blah. And I I was like, I need to make a living. I've got kids. Um, uh, I don't think it's going to happen as music. Anyway, I kept like this, this gig would come up and then that gig would come up and then this wedding would happen and then that wedding would happen. And then before I knew it, I was in this network of agencies and venues and couples and all mm. these clients just and stuff happened so slowly yeah and it unfolded because... and so it was started i started making a living <gasps> this, that was remember there's a card that talks about fate being presented as um there's a card in this pack that you get occasionally and it talks about how if you push down fate it will re- re-emerge some other way, like it'll just pop up. So you, in that time, you were pushing down oh, the right. being a working musician. You mean like like opportunities will come around, and, and if, if you keep we, missing them, it will present itself. It'll as eventually fate. enforce itself on you. Yeah. So yeah. things that will be will be mm-hmm. yeah, essentially. I yeah. It's very meta. meta I also sat with someone a few months ago who had had a car accident because they were experiencing like a, a spiritual emergency. They'd been yeah. going through a lot of like strife in their life and whatever. And then it all sort of came to this like weird spiritual halt when they, they killed herself on the road. Anyway, she became like quite like clairvoyant and stuff. Yeah. And I sat with her and she just out of nowhere said to me, um, we weren't even talking about it. And I knew she was talking to me directly because she's, experiencing like messages from like the other side and stuff and then she'd say things that were like weirdly yeah, accurate yeah, and I was yeah. like you don't know that about me that's How come that's you know too that? on the money okay I'm listening How you got do you my know attention we want to do stand up comedy and she said um you first comes the opportunity then comes the punishment you take the opportunity or you get punished with the opportunity mm-hmm. you know um and so where I was going with all this is that I 
accidentally found myself with a full-time music career, but I never, ever set out to be a musician to play songs I didn't write for a living, mm-hmm. which is what I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, and then because I'm like, I'm like, I'm a responsible Great. dad and blah, blah, blah. And um, I should be, I should feel really grateful mm. that I can make good money in a short amount of time. This, this, I can't think of anything else that I could go and do right now that would be as, as financially profitable for as little time as, as this is. Yeah. You know, like it was getting to the point where I could work for like nine hours on a weekend and make a full-time yeah. wage yeah, in great. nine hours. Awesome. Um, but I then just like that was my relationship with music. Yeah. That was it. So it just presented itself. Well, because it was like it was getting music it. out of me. Yeah. Because I can't help but like put my own stamp on things. So I mm-hmm. was getting this creative outlet. And one of the things I do, even though I never intended to play covers, people like my covers because I kind of do things in my own way. Ah. But that's to me just like creative juices are being you, used in the wrong spot. Are you taking this from the often surfaces at the end of a chapter or life phase? Because this is a bit of an end of a phase. Kind of, yeah. Like this is an opportunity. Well, because we're talking before about how like when the when the world goes back to normal, what are you going to do? Will I want it to? Yeah. You know, because like when the world goes back to normal, um, do you want to go back to playing other people's songs? The phone's going to start ringing, and people are going to start offering me some of my old gigs back, and some of them I won't want. Well, I want you to get them because I ain't got a job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. in order to in order to action that into your life, you need to go to Earth School. Oh yeah. Earth School. Earth School. Life lesson, soul growth, study, higher learning. Right. 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 So there's you need to throw yourself into some some of them. I'll read it out to you. Yeah. All right. Let's clarify that. This will help you. Well, it was also so what was happening was like from all of the gigs and stuff that I've been doing, mm-hmm. I've been A, making a living, B, playing music on a regular basis mm-hmm. to people, C, getting better as a musician, becoming a better singer, becoming a better performer, mm-hmm. pulling a better sound, you know, just getting better at that. Just in, in general. In general. But I wasn't doing your own. Getting any, writing any songs or getting better as a songwriter or getting, you know, like just getting better at writing my yeah. own songs wasn't doing that at all and i wasn't really like feeling all that hungry to make the time to do that because like i'm doing lots of music i'm busy with lots of music look it's not exactly what exactly what i wanted to do but it's happening and now i'm gonna do it and so now i'm like now i'm like well there's literally not really anything else i can do but Right, songs now. I think that on Friday and Saturday nights, which are the nights you would normally be at work, you should be doing live gigs every Friday and Saturday night right here. Yeah. I think put our bank details up, <laughs> get some bank. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what all everyone else is doing. Well, busking. It's no like buskers. online busking. Yeah. Uh, so I think on Friday and Saturday nights, regardless of what you're wearing or where, what we're doing, that's what you should be doing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right here. Just sit here. Play sure. guitar. Sing some songs. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. He'll do the things I tell him to. In a short amount of time. Do you want me to time. read this? Yeah, go on. All right. So in order for you to embrace the winter womb, mm-hmm. um, to let the Walking life just guide in you. in a winter wonder womb. Um, moon. <laughs> 
Planet Earth is a great initiation for the soul and life lessons that, and li- these life lessons are the curriculum for which we enroll. These aren't one-time lessons, but themes we choose to circle around, deepening our experience of them as we make our way through the spiral of life. Life lessons aren't only about getting it right, they're also about getting it wrong. In fact, we learn more when we get things wrong than we do when we get it right. Hmm. Negative conditioning of some sort. Uh, Remembering that Earth is a planet of polarity helps with this understanding. Each year, the study deepens more and more. If you've pulled this card while you're going through a difficult time, remember you're being prompted to remember that your soul came here to grow and learn, not to look, try not to look at difficult times as getting it wrong. Instead, see them as opportunities for soul growth. If you can find a way to grow and soften your heart through the highs and lows, your soul is most definitely growing, which is the whole point. Pulling this card can also mean that you're being called to embark on a new area of study or growth. A... This could be through structured learning, such as university school or a training course. If you're having difficulties in a relationship, you're being reminded that these opportunities are for soul growth. After all, relationships are known as the number one way we grow as souls while here on earth. How are you being called to grow or learn? I think you know. I think you know the answers to this. I think given the conversation we had is that I'm being challenged in that all of the safety nets that I had set up of like, yeah, I'm still doing music, yeah, are gone. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like you can't gig, even if you, even if you wanted to, even if you would, if even if you were like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live stream three times, like you know, like there's just, it's just not gonna work yeah. the way that it was before. Yeah. And so it's like you want to do music. You, this is all you can do. This is literally all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even allowed to go so out and do it. So you can spend this time making, like, spend this time working on songs you didn't write and make them nice. Do you know you what just do your own. I would like us to do on, like, Sunday afternoon to do an out-the-front party because they're only allowed ones. Everyone on the street can stand out the front. You'll play songs and we can all hang out there and you can record it like a real gig and everyone can listen. Okay. I have so many ideas. You've got all the ideas. I do. do. I've got all the ideas. Good thing you're dropping a subject. <laughs> well, look, if I go on a new start, get ninety more, $90 more a fortnight too, don't you? Shit. Look out. Look out. Can afford to buy those that, that roast dinner I wanted. Watch out. You're going to get our house vandalized. You're going to get $35 extra a week. Yeah. How much more I can do with that? Mate. So many more tarot card packs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought a tarot card pack for myself. No. I think it's about time I start. Mm-hmm. But I want to touch them, you know, and I can't go anywhere to touch them. No. Because do you know what you would do? What? Maybe you wouldn't. But if you went to a shop and you went, oh, these cards are the ones I'm interested in. Oh, here's a pack that's open. Oh, I can touch them. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want this one. It's already open. I'm going to buy a fresh one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, but, you know, like you want to stand in front of them, feel which ones you want to get. Mm. Touch them all up, be like, mm, do I feel connection to these? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a weird one, weird way that I bought my first deck, which is kind of what. Kind of what I just explained. Got us started into these. Yeah. 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 You went, we were at the shops with Gran, weren't we? We're at the shops with Gran. A couple of things had happened. So I don't, I didn't, <laughs> like, I would never have picked the deck that I got. Nor would you ever pick a deck of cards. Yeah. I was in this was weird, weird... I was like, why are you doing that? This was on the back of a 
This was off the back of some kind of acid trip or something. I must have been in some like open, openly suggestive state. So I didn't buy them while I was on acid, but I must have done some acid, yeah. gone f- far enough, and then come back on the other side and be all like, I have a bit of my third eye open and I am I intercepting like messages from beyond. And weird things were happening where, like, I would be driving to the shop on a day that I knew was going to be super busy. And then I'd see a little picture of myself in my head pulling in and getting a car park mm. right by the front of the front door of the shopping center. And then being like, logically, there's no fucking way I'm going to get a park right there. But then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with it and then drive in there. And sure enough, there's the park. So mm. there's, there's magic so, sometimes. And then that morning I'd been going through my Facebook page and your mom had been liking these images of like these little big eyed, like fairies. fairies. She loves fairies. Yeah. Like big cutesy eyed fairy people with like big heads and little bodies and like, you know, they're just like slutty fairies, really. If you've seen them, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're like overly sexualized child fairies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like um, like Bratz dolls. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but with wings. But yeah, like like Bratz dolls, but on Oracle cards. And so your mum had been looking at all of these for ages. So it's showing up and in your so feed. so <laughs> I'd been seeing that art style in my feed. So that was in my head. This is why you chose the deck. Also that morning I'd done a meditation. And in that meditation... The word shapeshifters mm. came through my somehow for some reason I was like for some reason the word shapeshifters had become like Stuck important to me that day. So it had this weird day where like I was being I was having these little visions of things and I was being pulled to things like this car park that I had no business getting at that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. during the week. Um, so I was like, okay, it's a bit weird. I'm gonna keep like following along this mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then I was like thinking like maybe i should get some oracle cards or something one day like that's something i might be into we're sitting there having coffee then you and gran are like let's go into this new crystal shop that's around the corner (laughs) so i walk into the crystal shop and i go i'm going to get okay well they'll probably have oracle cards i'll get a pack of oracle cards i walk in two things are on my mind in the back of my mind so these cutesy pictures, these Bratz doll style pictures of fairies and stuff, and the word shapeshifters. And I walk in, and there's this deck of cards with it says shapeshifter oracle cards in big fat letters, and it's got pictures on the cover of cutesy Bratz doll looking fairy fairies things. and things. So I was like, all right, that's the one. Yeah. And then we used it every day for ages. Yeah, until we got my second pack and from Beck Parker. Yeah, and, then I get and now this I don't pack. use them at all. No. Nah. I yeah. just do them for you. Well, yeah, it was funny because, like, that deck, I like, I got it for me, but I don't know. It just ended up being this weird stepping stone into this, and now, it, now you do this. You I've could, kind of forgotten the deck thing altogether. You, you do could it. say that my mum conditioned you into the fairies mm-hmm. and so that you're already lit up because we associate my mum with the fairy images, so you're all lit up and your neurons keep firing because you're like, oh, these cards are cute. This is cute. And then you go into the shop where you see the same thing and your neurons go, fire, fire, fire. Mm. 
that's probably why you bought the cards. Well, I also got out of... So if I was to... If you weren't thinking of it on like a spiritual level, that would be the physiological explanation for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of these things were implanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fascinating words, how it happens. Even the word shapeshifters could have been some sort of a... Like some sort of weird like subconscious word association game that was being mm. played. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was interesting was... Um, I made all these choices against my better judgment. So when I walked in yeah. and I saw this deck, I was like, cool, I do want a shapeshifters deck. Not for 45 bucks, though. Not for 45 bucks. And I don't like that art style. But then I went, hang on. <laughs> I'm going to follow that. Just like, just be intuitive. Yeah. And yeah. it still spiraled us into card reading on a podcast. Yeah. That's how we got here, guys. Yeah. I was so like, if you'd on, like an oracle reading, this isn't about let me my, know. This isn't about my preferred choice. I'm just being intuitive right now. You're just following and it's, it. And it's working for me. Do you want me to give you a day card? Card for your day? Okay. How much we come? We've got 20 minutes still, mate. Whoa. What do you guys want to talk about? We've got nothing on the agenda this week. Corona? Yeah. Let's get away from that. Yeah. Did you guys miss us? So we did We did like seven days straight for a while. We've now gone back to just Mondays and Fridays. Was it weird not seeing us? Was it weird? It was actually weird not coming. My today day card is I remember soul plan, the fated life versus the destiny life. That's weirdly on brand again as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Look, some might say that I'm a bit psychic. Mm-hmm. The way yeah. of the cards. Pick yeah. any card, they'll all be right. Yeah. I can pick you another one right now. Let's see. Without shuffling. Okay. The void. <laughs> see. See? See. Well, yeah, this is my... <laughs> That's funny, this isn't is it? My, I, I'm starting to come around to the idea that maybe, uh, and I simplify myself away from it all the time, but What's I'm that? starting to come around to the idea that maybe my cross to bear in life is writing songs. The hardest thing, the hardest choice always in, ter- like in terms of me and my relationship with music, even though I find writing songs very easy. You never do it. The hardest choice is always to choose to write songs. It's always easier to do a better version of a song that I've already written. Let's have to pay a stand-up to desk a today. Blah, blah, blah. Hey? We need to have to pay a stand-up desk. Yeah, I want, to have work. I want a standing desk. And a trampoline. Sick, yeah. We need a stand-up desk and a trampoline. Okay. To make life function here. Yeah. This is what they're saying. You need to figure out how to make life function for you over the next six months as easily as possible. Well, because my my responsible self is like, no, 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 no. Like writing songs, writing songs is a is a is a good retirement plan. Like writing up a body of work that's going. It's gonna that, look after that, your kids that, after you die. Yeah, is is a good plan. But um, we don't have, we don't have time for that. We need to we need to we need to sit make around. Now. We need to sit around. And make you live streams for free. <laughs> We're like, ah, oh, no, I got no money. Do you know what I'm going to do with my time? I'm going to make live streams twice a week for four hours <laughs> for free. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Kalana said, my view is we make our own fates and destinies, not that we have have it predestined, predestined to do something. It's true. For a second, I thought Sean had said Sean in amount of time. He probably did. Mm, in a short amount of time. In a short amount of time. He did say that. Did you already read Jasmine's comment? I didn't. I think oh. permanent identities are illusory apart from how long we keep the same selves. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an illusion. Who you think you are is probably who you, who you believe yourself to be is not always the truth. 
Yeah, because... Belief is a weird thing. Buying into your identity too much will inevitably disappoint everyone, including you, because you can't live up to who you think you are. It's expectations. Expectations do terrible things to us. Expectations about the future just consistently lets you down, mm-hmm. which is why it is important to Look try Look what and... it did to Thor. Did he, he got fat. Well, Thor... Thor Drank heaps of beer and got fat. Well, yeah, when he becomes fat, Thor, it's because he finally gave up being who he thought, thought he was, was meant to be. So then he just, like, totally just let himself go. When I let go of Because he was like, if I can't be who I'm meant to be, then there's no point to any of this. Yeah. It's a weird thing. So when I learnt from DMT that I am whoever I believe myself to be, that just happened to coincide with a l- massive change in who I actually perceived myself to be. I have been a lot less, um, ne- like, I don't beat myself up as much mm-hmm. as I used to about things. Like, I still have a lot of blocks in my way and I'm in my way a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, no. You collaborate with yourself a lot more. Yeah, I uh, am a lot more lighter on myself since I no longer just assume that I am exactly who I am like this right now. It's like I am literally anything I believe I am you're not, at any point in time. You're not who you th- you're not who you think you are. You are working in collaboration with parts of yourself. With no, where you're constantly working in collaboration with who you think you're trying to be. Yeah, like your brain. Yeah. Lots of different parts yeah. contributing to the whole package. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like your 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 idea of yourself is actually more of it's more like you you don't be you, you have to work alongside you. You kind of do. You are your own co-worker. So you trying to get the best out of you means that you're working with somebody that you have to get really good at negotiating with and really mm. good at getting the best out results from. So is it less about learning to work? It's less it's less about accepting yourself exactly as you are, but more about collaborating with yourself and the parts of yourself that you do not yet understand. It's accepting yourself for who you are today and then and then putting the work in where the work needs to be done. That's your job. I feel like we're just rambling off random quotes we that are. we've read on Facebook. Kind of. Yeah. You are exactly who you believe you are. Love, heart, smiley face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Do you get that? Did you like our quotes? You can quote us. I'm pretty well, sure that's they're why, out there. Well, that's why, that's why you don't buy into your own identity. That's why this, it, it, mm. goes, it starts to get into um, what Simon was saying before about, um, fuck, uh, he said... Fuck, what did you say? Good thing Facebook doesn't have, like, explicit language buffers. Fuck. Um, he said... Man, I can't remember what I he said I don't know what now. you mean. Simon, what did you say? What did Simon say? Anyway, Jasmine says, In linguistics, when we try to work out how to define words, we find it impossible to draw a strong line around what a word does and doesn't mean. Can a box be a chair? Is a badger a dog? It seems... Our minds are like archetypes and have a fuzzy cloud of things that fit in that category. Egos are like that too. True that. Yeah, in, in linguistics, when we try to work out, I'm just trying to start. I've been learning a bit about semantics and syntax. Mm. 
It's interesting. Simon said, don't tell the devil your plans, or I turned it into don't tell the devil your plans. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So if, you, if there's something inter- you want to achieve or whatever, or you want to get better at something, you better keep that to yourself because the devil is listening and the devil is also in you. So if you make big, grandiose plans and whatever, then He's going to pull, pull them apart. You've got, a, you've got an arch nemesis that lives within you at all times. It's trying to undermine everything, you know, yeah. so you've got to be careful about what plans you set. Um, and the, <laughs> again, so then you also that also feeds into why you don't want to buy into like being identified by the things you do, the things you say, the things you believe that day or whatever, because you're, you just, you don't, you. It likes that. Well, you know the saying like live a life of service. Yeah. Right. Everybody thinks that that means like, I've got to be able to help as many people as I can. And it's like, no, you live a life of service to you and the conduit that you are. And you're living a life of service of the things that are coming through. Your life of service starts... Is to yourself, yeah. It starts... Because we talked about control burn last week, so it starts with you. And if you can get your shit together, then you can maybe have more of a useful impact on other people around you. And maybe you can help or motivate them or teach them or inspire them or um, demo to them how to get their shit together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so living a life of service means that Uh, Because we've talked before as well about how, like, if you like licorice or not, that wasn't your choice. Yeah, isn't that weird? You ate some and then your body told you whether you liked it or not. Yeah, which is probably based on, like, genetics from, like, four years, four generations ago. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, the place that you're born and grow up in totally affects the way that you, um, your food preferences Mm. Um, with there is there there is geography involved in who we yeah. are yeah cultural differences yeah, yeah yeah so you living a life of ser- so living a life of service technically is if you if you try an orange and your body is like fuck that's gross then living a life of service might be like not giving that body oranges anymore <laughs> yeah, you know stop feeding yourself brussels sprouts but living a life of service might also be like well my body definitely at the time really is into this donut snack pack that I'm eating right now. But it's actually... Later on, I feel a bit crap. It's not a great service. Yeah. You know? So yeah. if I'm to live a life of... If I'm to live a life of service, I'm to give this body things not that, just things that it likes. <laughs> things but, that help it run well. differentiate, yeah. but helping it learn to differentiate the difference between things that it likes and aren't good Which for it. Which is why being self-aware is very important mm. because otherwise people, there's people in the world and this is where um, obesity and stuff happens. You, you consistently enjoy these foods without recognising what it's doing to your body and then you don't understand why Why am I unhealthy? Why mm. am I, my body isn't functioning well? Mm-hmm. Because if you're just consistently putting things in it that are bad and you're not being aware that th- this has an impact on your mental health and your body, then you're like, well, I don't understand why I'm not well. Mm. Yeah, it's hard because you're also told to like live in the moment, you know, like this is a moment. Enjoy you're that experiencing cake. the moment. So if you live in the moment and you're eating a shitload of donut snack packs, then in the moment. What's a donut snack pack? What we had last night. <sighs> Sean keeps, again, filling me up with ice cream mm-hmm. and donuts. Mm-hmm. He's talking about himself, mm. not you. Because in the moment, you're like, this is great. You know, if you if you if you ingest an, the, the, an, uh, a minimum, um, the correct minimal amount of sugar at a certain time, it's literally telling your body you're experiencing love. Do you ever wonder if that maybe you're eating so many donuts because you don't feel enough love? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm like, why does he keep? Why does he want to keep filling this void? What is this void that I'm like? Where maybe this is a void that he's trying to fill. Maybe he doesn't actually. Maybe he's not in love with me, and he's just trying to cover that up with snacks. I, no, I think I'm eating all of the songs I'm not writing. I think you're eating all the songs you're not I'm writing eating too. Eating all the songs I'm not writing because if I you if, could be writing songs instead of eating donut snack I, packs. Well, I don't really feel like singing when I've got acid reflux, do I? So you know, mission accomplished. Again, I've told the devil my plan. I've yeah. said it out loud that you know what, you know, it would be a great use of this time. It'd be time for me to spend time on the thing that made me interested in music in the first place. And then the devil inside goes, Uber eats donuts. Uber eats. And then before I know it, there's someone knocking on the door before I've had a chance to be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know the do- I was like, all right, what do you want to do now? Kids are in bed. He's like, I just got to wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are we waiting for? Look at my body reacting to the to the, the thought of it. I know. I've got acid reflux right now, but my body's going, yeah, but it was good at the time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And are you already sad at the fact that you know that later we can't have more donuts? We had donuts twice yesterday. I'm not sad that we won't be able to have more donuts later. I'm sad because I understand the neurology behind the thing that's going to make me want them later. And you know, I don't want them now. But you I should know feel. Do you know what I want you? I want you to later. actually feel worse about how you what you're doing to your wife. That's, that's every time I pull up my leggings or I put on a pair of undies that are too tight. It's your fault. Not that I, I, you know, I could probably put on another five to ten kilos and be okay, but I can't be bothered shopping and they won't let me shop anymore anyway, mm-hmm. so you need to stop feeding me ice cream. He solemnly nodded as she spoke. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's really hard to get up at 5 a.m. to do my homework when I'm full of donuts. But good on you for doing it. Good on you yeah, for Yeah, I studied for like three hours this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really long chapter. Yeah. Yeah. It's really long. And then I don't know what notes to write. Ugh, it's hard. Mm. It's hard work. Yeah. So uh, we've got seven minutes left. Mm-hmm. We'll be back on Friday mm-hmm. or Wednesday. We might come back on Wednesday for a pop-in. Yeah. Yeah, see, you got the same problem Pour with your dad. In. Yeah, we might pop in on Sunday. Yeah, I wonder Wednesday. if that's genetic. Yeah. I wonder if that's genetic, mummy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So annoying. Yeah. So I still remember those incredible. Yeah, he talks about them on a regular basis. What were you talking about? The wheat bix with the. After dinner every night, dad would. So dad was one of those is. (laughs) uh, Maybe, I don't know if he does it. We're not eating any bread anymore. So no, dad was one of those people who, um, and your stepdad was the same, who at the end of their meal would then get a couple of pieces of bread, butter it up, and then then mop down the plate with little butter sandwiches and then eat them. My stepdad used to use butter and jam, regardless of what it was, like a cranberry type thing. Jam doesn't go with everything. Well, Shane thinks it does. Anyway. You need to bring that up So he'd do that. And then after dessert, when it was dessert time, like after dinner, we'd always eat dinner as a family and stuff together. And then everybody would disperse and do their own thing. And while everybody's doing their own thing, dad would get the biggest fucking bowl there is in the house, like pasta bowl. Which is what you would do. You got the salad bowl out Where do you think I got the idea from? Salad bowl. Biggest bowl there is in the house. We would maybe have like five different types of cereal or something in the house at any given time. So a bit of each of those. In a bit there. of each. Yeah. 
Put some wheat bix down, get some cornflakes on it, chuck some muesli on there. Uh, then he'd cover it up in like, he'd dice up like plums and peaches and stuff, That's chuck right, that on it. That's right, fruit person. Then he'd get low-fat ice cream. Lucky. I'm Lucky. pretty sure they still get low-fat ice low cream. Low-fat ice cream. You guys still get low-fat ice cream? Dollop a bunch of ice cream on top of that shit. Ice cream on the wheat bix And then get carnation. Is it carnation? Yes, yeah, a condensed milk. Condensed milk in a can. What skinny, you make cakes skinny with. tinny, he calls it. Skinny tinny. It's not skinny tinny. And then just like douse the shit out of it in there. And then he's li- literally like a kilo. Shane used to eat the condensed milk straight out of the thing on the couch. Ooh. And I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Does he still do that, Sue? Is he still doing that? Nothing's changed. Yeah, see. Mm-hmm. We understand where mm. she feels my pain. Yeah, because I wouldn't eat half the crap that we eat if it weren't for you. That is for sure. Although sometimes I've been pretty suggestive. But I also don't I think, do on special. I don't days. think I'd eat half the crap we do if you didn't oblige. Last night I had no idea, and there was multiple times during the week last week where I had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Or that it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is nothing to do with me. Okay. Right. Nothing to do with you, but you don't get. You only get mad at me after you've eaten it. No, I got mad at you before yesterday. Okay. I was like, Dimu, stop doing that. All right. I don't do it. <sighs> do you want to be like rolling me off the bed in six months' time? Mm-hmm. You would. <laughs> <laughs> can't, Maybe. She can't run away when she can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> you had a partner that was like that once who was trying to fatten you up so other people wouldn't look at you as much. Yeah, he really was. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't want people to find me attractive, so he wanted me to be, be a bit fat. Mm-hmm. Funny. That's that's a that's a special kind of control. That's a special kind of control. You 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 get into a relationship with somebody that you're very sexually attracted to, and then you intentionally make them less sexually attractive to yourself, also, so other people aren't interested in them. But people still are interested That's in people who are overweight. One. It's weird. Yeah. Like, that logic don't work, man. Mm-hmm. There's, like, that doesn't work. Yeah. I but in a, his head, he I, thought it worked. I know a thin guy that likes big girls. Yeah. Likes them a lot. You liked me when I was 70 kilo. <laughs> and that was big for me. I'm a small, small person. In case a you little. I'm a tiny little person. Little, I don't care little. about anyone's weight, but stop putting it on mine, all right? All right. Done. Mm-hmm. These leggings are not going to stretch much longer. Mm-hmm. They were really hard to get up this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, we got two minutes left. I'm about to do myself a card reading. Are uh, yeah. you? going to tell me your discrepancies? Discrepancies? Mm, yeah. My discrepancy with you this morning. And I, I think, think I know what this is going to be. Is really when you thunk about it. My discrepancy with you this morning is that. Just before we went live, you were like, I want you to see this nice new podcast space we've set up that has cables running everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want you to completely do that again from scratch because I want you to swap our chairs that are technically the same chair. It's mm-hmm. just that my dad's done a nice job of staining this one and making it look a little prettier. And then you made me, you made me, you made I me think- do all that. I think I actually need to tell you why that happened. Because this one is comfier. Right. This one's softer. Mm-hmm. And it's I've already sat in it once and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's mine. 
you know that that these have inserts on them. You can just swap the inserts. No, 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 no. no. It's not the same. Because mm. because you've sat in that chair you so see what many it, times. See what I do with? See how she sits across here and she's like, well, no, Sean, logically, blah, blah, blah. And then she does something totally illogical. That's not illogical. You've sat in that chair for the last six months. Therefore, you've put your bum print in it. Yeah, I wanted to establish my own. the cushions over. Yeah, but the cushion doesn't. No. Because you'll put squidgy butt in the cushion and I want my cushion to be nice and fresh from my butt's perspective. Right. It's all about the perspective. Right. And that's my deal with mm-hmm. you is that you think that it doesn't matter. And I think you know me very well to know that when things have to be particular, that they have to be particular. Mm. Great. <laughs> that's it from us today thank you for hanging out with us on the hey demu podcast thank you very much to all of our live viewers on facebook.com forward slash hey demu and also thank you to all of our catch-up listeners uh listening in audio form on apple Podcasts, spotify deezer i think literally everywhere you can get podcasts from or watching the hd version of the podcast with video on YouTube, wherever you are listening to us from, please leave us a like. Please make sure you're subscribed, following, um, and that you're receiving notifications from us because we would hate to miss you. (laughs) We would hate to miss you. Fucking hate that shit. We hate missing people. Love y'all. Don't be a jerk. On Friday, unless you miss us too much, and then maybe we'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see. Might see you Wednesday morning to remind you about my Wednesday evening performance. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll do a quick run on. Well, actually, actually, so Wednesday is the performance. How about how about you run the stream with me so you can? I can sit here and read comments and stuff and tell. Tell you derogatory you on, terms. You can be on the back end while I'm on the front end. Do I get to sip a glass of wine at the same time? That's part of the deal, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Deal. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. If you want to know what we're up to or when things are happening, make sure you're following us on Instagram. That's where you'll hear from us first. Otherwise, don't be a jerk. Unless you want to. But why would you want to? You might want to. You might want to. It might feel good. It might.